The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Is this that JPP podcast? Did Kevin see this Cowboys win coming? Did LJ care too much about obscure rules? Which team in the AFC West is truly surviving adversity? All that and more this week on Just Press Play. A red Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Podcast. You like apples? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we are back. The gang is all back together. We got Tone, Pops, LJ. What's, what's up, up, guys? Oh, you know. What's up? Just another week. And we got another episode of the Just Press Play pod. Uh, I wanted to first start off with Pops and Uncle Tone. I appreciate y'all holding down the fort last week for the NFL pod. Yeah. I thought it was pretty yeah, good it was stuff. great. It was great. Appreciate that. I Thank enjoyed you. the update no, on the Razorback Football League. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, we may have to get into it because I'm sure now that we've done an update on the Razorback Football League that everybody is going to want to know oh, how y'all's fantasy. League. Brand. 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 All, oh, absolutely. All all ten other people that are in the league or however many people are in there care, well, and then well, no one else yeah. gives a damn how y'all's league looks. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad we were able to spend ten minutes on that. That was, that was hey, cool. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. That's old school, man. We don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. We're just talking to ourselves. It's old school. That's 10,000 right there, man. <laughs> but guys, I think there's only one way to to start this uh, this episode off, and that is to talk about clearly the Super Bowl favorites in the NFL, the very own Dallas Cowboys. Oh guys, gosh. what the hell is going on? <laughs> no. Now I want to start with that Thursday night win against the Saints last week was was huge. But yeah. but can I just start with me and LJ over the holidays <laughs> while we weren't recording, we were having a conversation and I laid out for LJ. We we were basically having a we just laid out, we looked at the schedule and we talked about what's really going to happen. Yep. And not only did I call this this Philadelphia this Saints win because it's what the Cowboys have to do. They got to get everyone to buy in on national TV, make a big time win. And everyone's talking Cowboys for maybe dangerous Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to just crash and burn. I, here's what's going to happen. They're going to lose to the Eagles, which opens up that division race. Because if they beat the Eagles this Sunday, then they pretty much wrap that division up with, I don't who, know who the Redskins are going to run out at quarterback. And, uh, Ryan Mallett, I heard, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. They're looking. Colin Kaepernick. Then, they're looking at Kaepernick. Well, I haven't heard that. I've heard that they've, they looked at him and said no. That's all I've heard. So we... I've, the Redskins. Red yeah. 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 But here's here's what they do. They 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 find a way to lose to the Eagles and then yeah. and then they end up going they go into the final week of the season, eight and seven. They probably what what's gonna be dumb is they're gonna like beat the Colts, good win, and then lose to the Bucks or something in week sixteen. And then week seventeen, all they're gonna have to do is beat those lowly giants who are actually kind of fun to watch here recently. And they're gonna they're gonna lose to Eli Manning in Meadowlands on week seventeen, and somehow Mark Sanchez is gonna Backdoor into the playoffs, or or Carson Wentz gets it. I'm, I'm just telling you, Cowboy fans, it's happening. Well, you're saying the Cowboys get won't make the playoffs. They won't make it. They'll find a way. I I just I've done this. I've been through this song and dance too many times. I know how this is. <laughs> so are you are you implying the Cowboys don't make the playoffs and the Clapper gets an extension? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I think that's no, what's going to okay. happen. So that's if they don't make the playoffs, there. I think the Clapper. If they don't make the playoffs, I don't think the Clapper gets an extension. So I'm kind of like maybe this is my heart hoping <laughs> yeah, that just the, it's our way to get away from the Clapper. But I. 
They should. They should now. I will. Uh, let me. Let me just backtrack and then I'll throw it over to y'all because y'all talked about this last week, uh, Pops and, and Tony. But uh, that win against the Saints, y'all talked about how the defense was going to get a real test, and we thought the defense was decent, a good, a solid defense, and and they showed up in a huge way. I I want to start with you, Pops. What What do you think? Are the Cowboys for real with with the way they showed out on Thursday? Never mind the Jets. I think I think the defense is for real. That defense showed up and that defense played really well. I mean, they shut down the future Hall of Famer, the potential MVP of the league. They shut him down, made him look like well, uh, Mark Sanchez, and uh, <laughs> he just wow. he, he just didn't look that great. And so the defense really showed up. I don't remember Amari Cooper doing. Gosh, it's been so many. I've I've lost a few brain cells since that game. But uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't like the Cowboys' offense looked fantastic. They did just enough to win, and uh, I, that was defense. The defense of the Cowboys is for real. That's what I'll t- say to that. Tone, what what do you think? I'll I'll let you respond to that. Well, uh, I'm trying really hard again not to get too much of this Kool Aid, but not, not that um, Kool Aid starting to taste good, isn't it? <laughs> man, that's crack, man. That's crack. It. <laughs> it's the um, chapstick of football. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> you, you know the, the thing that the the Cowboys showed uh, last on Thursday night was how fast their defense has become, and it started becoming that after Double Hammy took a seat. So when they did that, <laughs> they changed the way their defense was structured. You saw the younger guys. Jalen Smith and Vanda Esch, they were really out Esch. there, mm. really flying. When they started they flying. They play so well together. Yes, they did. The back, the defensive back started flying. And the 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 uh the Cowboys got lucky in a few calls. It was not a good it was not a well called football game. But when you're at home and playing defense, that's what you're looking for. It's just, man, offensively, they are just just not good. I mean, that's the thirtieth. 31st ranked passing defense in the NFL and and oh man it's terrible. Amari Cooper had a I made a 30 or 40 yard uh play and I was talking to another person about this. You know, oh man, he's got speed. Look how far he went. Yeah. He makes he made that it was a 10 yard curl. He makes his living curling to the outside and once he makes that curl, he can dash 20 or 30 yards. He can't beat anybody deep. Great route runner, phenomenal. I'm I'm starting to get more respect for him while he's motivated. But man, if if you can't if you can't dominate the the uh, Saints in the air for at least two touchdowns, three touchdowns, man, your your offense is in trouble. Now they're great def- uh, on the ground, number one on the ground, just about. But uh, man, I tell you, that offense really needs some help. And last thing I will say that was impressive about the Cowboys is they had they made two plays there in that fourth quarter. The first one was the third and ten scramble by Dak Prescott. That was, that a, was play. a play. Yep, yep. And we've talked about On the about drive that he later I, fumbled. A later fumbled. But I'll tell you what, I talked earlier uh, in several podcasts ago about the guts of the Cowboys, and they didn't have the mm-hmm. guts to go for it on fourth down. They didn't have the guts to game plan. That was a gutsy play by Dak Prescott. That's what you want him doing. That's what you need him to do all the time to win. Unfortunately, he doesn't do that all the time. He's not given that opportunity with the game plan that he's given. Uh, he can't. He still can't throw the ball deep, in my opinion. It's going to be tough for them to Well, to he should have had that deep throw to so. Michael Gallup that would have sealed the game and made it a two-touchdown mm-hmm. game and missed him. Mm-hmm. But, LJ, yeah. I is there any? Do you want to throw water on any of this this Cowboys talk? Or oh, well, I mean, we thoughts? know it's it's the NFC East, so it doesn't matter. Uh, the only thing I know is Leighton Vander Esch is for real. Uh, that dude is. Yeah, you guys talked about the de- defensive rookie of the year, and he's up there on that list. No, I mean, you guys mentioned him and for sure, bringing, and he's bringing he's back there. the neck roll back there. I love it. Yeah, he's Dude's a ball. You got people talking about. I think all of high school football now should go eight on eight like they do up there in North Dakota or Montana or Saskatchewan, wherever the hell it is he's from, <laughs> and go to that because man, this kid can fly. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. He's on he, it. And he plays real you football. Know what? That's awesome. As much as I hate to say it, that's two really good draft picks that the Cowboys have at the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. Good for them. I hope you know. I hope Rod Marinelli stays when we have a new head coach, and and that'll be great. So. I did want to throw out just uh, uh, when y'all were talking about the defense and Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith playing together, there was one thing that just to lament how good they're playing together. And let's not forget Demarcus Lawrence is really cementing his name as one of the best pass rushers in the game right now. He's going to get a huge contract this offseason by 
hopefully the Cowboys, but we'll see. He's earning himself a big paycheck. But there was that play, I think it was in the first half sometime, where the it was eventually That's the true. Cowboys held him on fourth and goal from the one-yard line. But on that third down earlier in that drive, you see him throw the ball out to Kamara in the uh, in the in the flats, and he makes the corner miss. And against any other team in the NFL, that's a touchdown. But Jalen Smith, who is freakishly fast at linebacker, gets out there and makes the hit, makes the tackle, and they end up stopping him. There's just something about that defense that I think when games get cold and and like LJ loves a good a good defensive game, they could they wow. could make some plays and run the ball with Zeke. I just think there's a few throws that Dak doesn't quite make that scares me a little bit about them yeah. going down the line. I, I think the hardest thing for them now is what happened last night. The Eagles may have have awoken, and they do they still. Finally, the Eagles do play the Texans and at the Rams in their next four. Yeah. So the Cowboys so, may luck out there. And I'm I'm still I'm trying really hard to believe in the Texans, but I, uh, the Eagles nine in a may row have a, may have a shot. Uh, but yeah, that that Rams game is probably going to take them out. But I we'll see. I, I we'll see. All right. Well, yeah, I crossed the Cowboys off on the playoffs a long time ago. And then as a fan, I would love to be wrong. But then I do think if the Cowboys make the playoffs, then we're looking at some, we're, we're going to see a lot more hand claps in our future. But I'll throw it over to you, Pops. Let's go in straight into our buy segment of the week, our buy, buy, buys. And are you buying the Cowboys or who are you at? Who are you looking at this? You know, week? actually, I am buying uh, a team that one of us really likes. I'm buying the Denver Broncos this week, and I'm buying the yes. Denver Broncos. Hey, I, f- I thought they might be a, a hot item. Well, this week. I'm just telling you that pa- uh, uh, Philip Lindsay is it? Philip Lindsay, right? I know, oh, yes, I get, sir. I yeah. get mixed up between Patrick's I, and Phillips. Some I've noticed that. I, but I've noticed that as like a world <laughs> thing. By the way, I was watching the game and Patrick Lindsay was called out for a couple runs, and so I think that maybe Phillips are forgettable and Patrick's are memorable. You know, like maybe there's something <laughs> I there. No. Anyway, go on. Not because of my home, Philip the Pish, man. But but uh, but Lindsay is amazing. By the way, I just looked at some of his stats. He's ran for 154 rushes, 937 yards, eight touchdowns. Royce Freeman, who was drafted, you know, to be the guy. Third round. 96 rushes for 397 yards and five touchdowns. Lindsey's got a 6.1 yard per carry average. Freeman's got a 4.1 yard per carry average. Both pretty legit, but 6.1 trumps it. Uh, and then you've got Emmanuel Sanders showing out on the edge. I don't think the uh, Sutton, Cortland Sutton, hasn't shown to be what he thought he we thought he might yeah, be. He got he when, did all right today. But he did, but he did all right. This but man, yeah. you've got Von Miller and, and Chubb on the edges. One with twelve yep. and a half sacks. One with ten sacks. That defense is still pretty legit. Pretty pretty, pretty nice. nice. Now I will say to. To temper you a little bit, though, Chris Harris being out uh, for yeah. who, however long it's going to be is is huge. Okay. Um, I, Probably I mean, a year, right? Didn't he break his leg? Well, they didn't put him on the IR. I think they're hoping that they can pull him back in for the playoffs um, if they make it. But I think the thing is, is they've got time to. The, I mean, if you look at their play or their their schedule coming up, the only game that they should lose is San Diego. So uh, you know they've got some time to deal with getting him back in the game. So. We'll see what happens. It is interesting. And and me and and LJ definitely had this conversation. I think Pops even said it uh, a few weeks back, too. I don't think they're a threat to win the Super Bowl at all, but boy, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. If I'm... If I'm the Chiefs or, or any other good team in the AFC, I do not want to play the Broncos. I just it's hard to beat a team twice, a too. They're, they're frisky. Yeah. yeah. And and the Denver and the Broncos played the Chiefs as well as anybody maybe other than the Patriots in the AFC. So real quick, since you brought up uh, Philip Lindsay, Dad, and y'all talked about offensive rookie of the years last week. Yeah. And uh Philip Lindsay, interestingly, if you compare him to and this just aids my case, and we can maybe get into this because LJ did a, a bunch of math earlier, but Philip Lindsay just once again aids the case of why would you? I think Saquon Barkley has been amazing. I love watching him play, but Saquon Barkley gets taken whatever he was third overall. And if you look at yards per touch, just catches and rushes, Lindsay averages six point three yards per touch. Saquon Barkley averages five point eight. If you look at how often they move the sticks, Lindsay gets a first down every three point four touches. Barkley gets a first down every four point three touches. And then if you look at touchdown rate, Philip Lindsay gets a touchdown in every 19.9 touch, and Barkley gets a touchdown every 22.4. He has beaten them on every single category. And this is a guy they got undrafted, paying him nothing. It's just running backs, I, I think Barkley's amazing, but running backs, you can just find him. If you have a good scout and if you're and if you get a little lucky, 
you can find a good running back now, here and there. And okay. Lindsey has I, been awesome. As a as a huge Philip Lindsey fan, I, I I mean, you saw I made a I made a whole giant spreadsheet based on the idea of I wanted to prove that Philip right. Lindsey is the most valuable player in the NFL. Um, but I will say that the chances that you get a Philip Lindsey uh, as an undrafted free agent, I mean, even all 32 teams called him as soon as the draft was done. The chances of picking up somebody like him or, you know, Brita, who can't play a single healthy game, uh, yeah. picking up one of those undrafted free agents that's going to turn into a world burner. I mean, there's like, I think there was a hundred undrafted free agents signed this year. Right. And only like, you know, two or three undra- or, uh, first round running backs signed this year. I mean, you got a much better chance of getting somebody that's going to make a big impact on your team in the first round than you do as an undrafted free agent. So like, I, I hear your idea of like, let's just, you know, screw this idea of picking early. Well, and I'm not but. saying don't draft a running back. I just don't think you draft him in the first round. You take take your chance, like what the Broncos did, getting Freeman and Lindsey. One of them hopefully hits, and Lindsey did. And Freeman's not been bad. Yeah, don't sleep on Freeman. Good. Freeman's going to be good in the next couple of years. He's he's the the counterpunch. But. Are you talking are – you- are you saying we got a little thunder and lightning going on in Denver? Is that I what think, you're saying? I think, I think we it's might. coming. I think we oh might. Oh, my gosh. And for cheap. All right. Do y'all remember that was work right. done and, and – uh, TJ Duckett? No, no. <laughs> oh. Peyton Hillis or somebody. It was work done and some big old back. I can't remember Mike his now, but that was thunder and lightning. <laughs> Mike Allstott, that's it. <laughs> work done at Mike Allstott. Oh, wait, well, you're talking about the Tampa right Bay there. work done. Thunder and lightning. <laughs> hey, now I will say this um, on Philip Lindsay. The, the the thing he's got going against him right now, he, he yeah, he's not getting the carries, but Saquon Barkley is the back in New York, and Philip is uh, uh, splitting carries with Freeman. That's a tough thing to do. I wonder if, I don't know if you'll have him now, but uh, if you had the stats for Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake produces more per uh, per attempt than, than I think, as far as production, than perhaps anyone. And because he's only getting nine to twelve touches, correct? A game but Lindsey also has about touchdowns. the same amount of yards rushing as Barkley. It's not like no, he, then that's very like true. Drake Drake has maybe seven hundred yards on on less carries. But I but uh, I think that that like is Lindsay's the thing. Producing, I get what you're saying. The, yeah. I think the point is that that you have to game plan for Royce Freeman, which gives Lindsey a little bit of an edge when he does get to touch yeah. the ball. You got to yeah. game plan that's for both of the that's guys. Point. That's a good point. But yeah, check out check out Dominic Rhodes' stats. Back from 2001, <laughs> um, he might have been on some, I don't know, some bone hammers team back in 01 that set all the oh, records for Razorback. Before, before we get into, before we get into uh, Tony's last, 2001 fantasy team, which we could. Well as Philip Rhodes, so our Philip Lindsay. So. All right. Well, I know, I know LJ's probably I had, just. I had to get it in. <laughs> Well, the, the LJ is probably just ecstatic to hear just how good the Broncos are. Oh, so we'll boy. just go right over to him on this buy. What what are you buying? Are you drinking that Bronco Kool Aid or do you well, have something else? For I us? absolutely am, but they're uh, they're ranked pretty high now on our uh, <laughs> on our spreadsheet. So I'm thinking the lowest the Vikes are ever going to be is probably right here. I think they're a much better team than they're ranked right now, and so I'm going with them. But but also yes, I'm drinking the Kool Aid 100. Give me the Broncos for free. I just don't think they're worth so that the money loss, right now. That loss to the Patriots didn't deter you at all. No. Oh no no! A lot of teams lose the Patriots. I don't. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we, uh, Kevin and I, looked up some stats while we were out. I wanted to prove that Ben Roethlisberger is the worst quarterback. The more you give him the ball, and uh, turns out, turns out that's not true. I just you know, open and honest. Uh, he's he's really good when you give him the ball more times. But uh, we we threw Tom Brady and he broke the graph. Like it was ridiculous. Those Patriots are just. They're good football players. I don't know. Yeah, like LJ put his whole this whole graph together of like quarterbacks' records when throwing the ball. I think we did forty plus times, or maybe forty five, whatever. It well, was. we did it for five. We, to, we were five trying to pass increments, yeah, up to. So 40. we were trying to prove that when Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball more, the Steelers are worse. And actually, Ben Roethlisberger's numbers were. Pretty I mean, they good, are, but, but every team is when you throw the ball a lot. Of course, is, it makes yeah. sense that you're but behind. Then Tom That's Brady, why you're throwing Tom Brady was he was ten percent above everybody in every category. It was ridiculous. So, so here's here's my only question on this is I, I brought this up last week. So LJ, is it Ben Roethlisberger sheets or Ben Roethlisberger PJs <laughs> that you had? Which is it? Well, I've got both, but well, I don't bust them out very often, you know. Oh, because because let me know. Because if not, I got something in the mail for you. Well, you're. <laughs> Well, your Steelers, oh, no. your, your big Ben Steelers had another crushing loss on Sunday. Yeah. We might get into that I'm a little bit. I'm still not sure they make the playoffs. Yeah. I'm still not sure. It's yeah. dangerous. They're, 
They're they're Jekyll and Hyde for sure each week. You never know what you're getting. But uh, Tony, I'll toss it over to you. What, what, who are you buying this week, Tony? I am buying the Kansas City Chiefs. And the reason I'm buying bold. The Chiefs, that's bold. That is, that's bold talk. Now, but let me tell you, it is bold because uh, – and the reason I'm buying them now, and we've talked about them all year, and, it, and the generational talent that's at quarterback. <laughs> but what, what, you, yeah, what, happened, what happened Sunday is I saw them survive – uh, a storm of adversity, you know, going John in, Gruden's Oakland Raiders. Yeah. yeah well, Hey, <laughs> anytime, I don't think you understand as a Broncos fan, I think you should how much hate there is between the Chiefs oh, yeah. and You're the right. Raiders. You're right. It, it You're goes right. a long way back and it is always tough for the Chiefs in Oakland and for them to go in and win that game. They didn't, uh, they didn't make the spread, but they, they won that game. Completely had to uh, redo their game plan. We'll see how Spencer Ware does. They'll probably have a different type of game plan going in because the hunt thing happened on Friday, yeah. so they didn't get to retool anything. But for them to be able to go into that game without Hunt for the first time and and and, and actually play really well, and Patrick Mahomes again pretty much took over that game. And it, yeah, it is the Raiders, but you know what? Yeah, I mean, That's so you're buying them after they gave that 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 high that high level defense yeah. for Kansas City yeah, gave yeah. up what thirty yeah. plus to, yeah. to, yeah. to, yeah. to the, the only team that's given up thirty points to the Raiders. And, yeah, yeah, but, and I'm but defense you, doesn't are, matter. Defense doesn't matter. They are, they are not a lock. Let me say this because of the team I bought They're, last week, the Chargers. They are not a lock to win their division. Yeah, the Chargers true. are on a roll. Both of them have been hurt at the running back position. Looks like to me the Chargers are a lot better off uh, with their backups than Kansas City will be. But we'll yeah. see. But I'm still buying the Chiefs because of their ability to come go into Oakland and win that game. Also, I don't know. Is this bold? I'll take uh, Keenan Allen over Tyreek Hill all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think there's an argument to be had. I, I don't think it's crazy bold, but that's well, an argument for sure. Well, they play different games, but I not that I listen to a lot of podcasts other than JPP, but um <laughs> Matthew Berry on Monday, they were uh they were talking about uh Keenan Allen over the weekend. And if you if you see their podcast while they're doing it, it was fairly interesting his parody of uh them trying to cut co- or Pittsburgh trying to cover uh, Keenan Allen, or just des- deciding not to cover him. It's like let's yeah. cover everybody yeah. else, but Keenan Allen. And yeah, so this just in. Let's not put a linebacker on Keenan Allen. Yeah. You know? yeah. Let's just not. Let's just let it go. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah let's put this Hulk guy, this fifty-seven on Keenan Allen, and let's just see what happens. Yeah, I did see. Anyway. I think the argument there is that uh, that a cornerback isn't going to cover him anyway, so you might as well get somebody that can tackle him once he's caught the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess it, I'm pretty sure when Philip Rivers sees a uh, number fifty guarding Keenan Allen, he's just going to close his eyes <laughs> and throw it. And, I mean, yeah. just that's how he got to number nine. He's going to so. throw it side on and hurl it. Yeah. And, and look concerned. My goodness, about it. yeah, nine kids. Can we talk about that real quick? Philip Rivers <laughs> and his wife announced they're going to have a ninth, ninth children. That, that family can field a football team. <laughs> I mean, that is insane. I'm, telling you. I'm buying on the that's, Rivers football team. That's crazy. Yeah. Again, like I said last week, I was talking to talking to Lyft. Not that uh, LJ and Kevin have an experience with this, but you know, when there's a bunch of kids in a house, get the fuck out. You know, it's like. <laughs> You know, it's like, hey, I got to go. I, I got to go earn a living. I'm sorry, babe. And they were talking about it. He's got a 74-mile commute every uh. fucking day. Wait, I want to I, I let I you guys see. On, if I had eight kids at home, I would go on a 74-mile commute every day. Speaking of his commute, I know I've heard rumors about how he has this amazing minivan and stuff and that he uses to watch film while he's on his commute. Let me show you. I'll send y'all a picture after the podcast yeah. and even put it in the show notes. Oh, my gosh. The inside of his minivan has two recliners, a 50-inch TV. Yeah. It is beautiful He's inside not. of that thing. He ain't, yes, he it ain't is driving amazing. it. Let's just put it that way. No. He ain't driving it. Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting back there drinking a scotch while he's watching a movie or something. I don't know what yeah. he's doing, but it is amazing. It's like yeah. a home theater in the backseat of his minivan. I don't know. He's got minivan. nine kids. I know what he's doing in the back of that van. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All righty. And so – Segwaying over that, I'll, we'll finish off the the buy segment. And I am buying a team. I think I've already actually bought them. I just thought realized this. I think I bought them earlier. Do it. This anyway. might not work, but I, I well don't. Buy I'm buying them the again, Patriots. Then, then. Uh, I, I'm, I'm buying the twice. New England Patriots. Did you? Buy oh well, them I was gonna. Yeah, you've actually. I'll take the Chargers. Them. I'll buy the Chargers then. 
if I haven't bought them, but I probably bought wow. them too because I'm a okay. big. Joe I mean, Dosa if Dad fan. can buy Houston for like you know every other week, and I think it's okay. Houston you know. all every other week. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then Dad Dad bought Deshaun Watson so he could have Houston and Deshaun Watson last week. So I'll buy Tom Brady. I'll buy the New England defense, and I'll tell you why. Oh my God! Okay, I think this defense has been crappy all year, and I think they're slowly all of a sudden. Starting Bill Belichick and the Patriots do this every year and around December. They kind of figure out their way. And all of a sudden, don't look now. They're only one game behind the Chiefs for that number one spot in the AFC. And they have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs since they beat them. If the Patriots mess around and have home field advantage in the playoffs and you have to go through Gillette Stadium and that cold weather. At, I mean, I, we just like we talked about the Cowboys. I've seen this song and dance too. Tom Brady's been doing it since I've been watching football. He finds a way. He's going to get, I think they find a way to get into another Super Bowl. And I don't know if they win it because I just don't think Tom Brady's the same guy as he's been, but he's still really. We might good. have to bring back that, uh, that, uh, that, that thing from me last year where it was like he's got to start losing before you can stop talking about him being the yeah. GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did you see Tom Brady just eclipsed 1,000 yards rushing and only took like, <laughs> yeah. I forget how many games it was. Seasons, but, okay. Man, but did you say, okay, so let's talk about the pettiness of Tom Brady real quick. He kneeled oh, forward. Yes, I love so it. He didn't lose a yard. And then he pointed to the ref to make sure the ref saw, hey, look, look, look where I kneeled. Oh, God. It's like the worst kind of guy. I mean, you know, successful, so you can't be too mad at him, but jeez. Hey, Kevin, that's a great pick. Two things, though, about the Patriots defense. And, you know, Adam Thielen had his worst year, worst night of the year. What's what the Patriots do? They take take out your best player. One guy. So they scheme for taking out that guy. Now, you always think, okay, it's going to be their number one guy. Well, it's not always. They pick one guy and shut him down. And I don't know how Bill Belichick does it. Magic. I don't know. Voodoo. <laughs> uh, devil worship. I'm not sure what's going on, but he does something <laughs> that figures out how to do these things. And he's time just, and time again, damn it, he's good at it. And it's just they're going to figure out what good. what your best thing is, yeah. and they're going to like, and they're, they're going to make you out. play like like we said before. They make you play left handed, and it, and come yeah. playoffs, it, it's it's fun to watch. But uh, they're going to take it out. We'll go over over to you, pops, for this week's. Who is who you thought they were for this week? Well, who I thought they were is a team that I talked about way back at the beginning, but I haven't said they're who we thought they were yet. But this team is the number two passing defense team. They're the number three rushing defense team. They're the number one overall defense in the NFL. They have a new quarterback named Lamar Jackson. That would be the Baltimore Baltimore, uh, Ravens. And they're who I thought they were. They're one game behind Pittsburgh now. They're actually only a half, half a, game. a game behind Pittsburgh yeah. now. I think Baltimore is going to make the playoffs this year, and they're who I thought they were. And I, I'm just that defense. Defense wins championships. I don't think they're going to win. A oh, does it? Did you not watch the Super Bowl but last year? Did you watch the Super Bowl? You watch and see. Defense wins championships. They're going to do it this year. Watch I'm with you, 100. percent Well, I, I, I'm again. You left. I'm again. You. If you remember, I, I think there was somebody. I I can't remember the person that did it, but three weeks ago said Lamar Jackson's going to come in and win three in a row, and they bought the Ravens to make the playoffs. I, I forget who said that. That was also someone me. Someone said that. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe we were all on it. But and they do have they do have a tough game. I'm, well, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the <laughs> – Uncle Tony's not I do on wanna, the Ravens, is he? Is Uncle no, Tony no, no, on the no. Ravens? No. I'm, not on the I'm interested to see uh, to what we what we see this week because the, Raven, the Ravens will play the Chiefs, I think. I don't know. I think it's in – I don't know where the game's at, but – That'll be a that'll be a fun game to see what they yeah. can do there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, LJ, who who who's your who who's who you thought they were this week? All right, I got one that might extend a little bit, but uh, the idea okay. is the the NFC East guys guys can nobody <laughs> keep the Cowboys out of the playoffs? Like you had one nope. job, <laughs> they, all they three of you. That's a good and one. And you had like no way to stop them from getting into the playoffs. And then uh, the other thing is like uh, the so you know you can't hate on the Redskins too much for having injuries. Like that sucks. But they're calling in Ryan Mallett before they call in uh, Colin Kaepernick. It's just frustrating that the the NFC East is, I I think, the worst division in football, and that's including some college divisions, potentially. Just as far as competitive nature goes, it's bad. It's not good. You know, I want to say that. I want to agree with LJ. I want to agree with him so much. I don't know how... (laughs) <laughs> hard this is not to agree with him that the NFC is the worst. But if you look last week, the the Giants beat um, 
Chicago with a backup Chicago, quarterback. Chicago. Uh, they took an Odell <laughs> pass to do it. Uh, the Cowboys, He's got more passing touchdowns than Peterman now. <laughs> yeah. The, Cow, the Cowboys. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. The Cowboys <laughs> beat the Saints. And we keep bashing the NFC East. But you know what? I, I, maybe we shouldn't. I mean, the, uh, well, I mean maybe. as bad as the, we thought the Giants were, they've now beaten the Houston Texans, right? And the Chicago Bears. I, okay, how correct. bad are they really? Are they they, they just beat the Texans before the Texans got rolling. Yeah. yeah, and they beat, they beat the Bears with a backup quarterback. Yeah, they beat you're, they beat Houston. Yeah, your argument Frank when they beat the Texans Houston was that was life. one of the worst football teams you've ever seen live, and now your argument is like, well, that's a, <laughs> that's a quality win. No, I know it is really hard because I was like, the Giants are not that good, and then the Giants just waylaid Houston, and now they've won nine in a row. Apparently, according to Kevin, because Frank Wright can't coach his way out of a paper bag and goes for it and gives them a chance, and now they're where they're at. So. I'm really torn about this. I'm really torn about this NFC East deal, right? We keep bashing them, but by God, they keep winning these games against these other these these other divisions, especially in the second half of the year. I don't know what it is. It Maybe like they all got together and said, "Look, guys, we got to get our shit together and get moving." But I, I'm just not sure anymore. I used to be like LJ, "Damn right, hell yeah, I'm all about that." But I don't know. I. I this weekend, I don't think you could say that, that the NFC is the NFC least. So, okay. All right, Tone. Well, while disagree. you got the four, we'll just keep it over there. Who's who's your this week's who, who we thought they were? Are, are well, you bringing up the NFC okay. East? Or? No. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going with a guy. And, Kevin, I hope I'm not stealing a stat from you. Josh go, Allen. Go for it. Okay. Oh, who, I love. I think okay. I know what stat who, you're going to go with. I love it. Who okay. is the number one quarterback for the last two weeks for a quarterback? Right? Who is it? You tell me. Josh Allen. Is it Josh? The human <laughs> yeah. joystick? The, who, the new human joystick? Yeah. Who started the season for the Buffalo with the worst quarterback ever? Kevin? The Buffalo Bills. Well, and Nathan Nate Peterman. Peterman. Yeah. I, as, I think the quote is, all four of us have a better quarterback rating than Nathan Peterman. <laughs> and, but here comes Josh Allen. All of a sudden, wow. Just, just amazing. And here's the news. Kelvin Benjamin was released today. Yeah. So, yeah. uh they are they are now moving on and I, for hey if you're if you're in Vegas after January or excuse me after February a 2019 2020 futures on the Buffalo Bills for the AFC Championship might not be bad. whoa AFC yeah, Championship okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will say uh, the good news is he keeps he keeps his house for like three years this way so that's at least yeah. relatively nice <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your right. boy Josh Allen though if you did you see he had nine carries for 135 yards. He averaged Jeez. 15 yards a pop. Yeah. That was amazing. Jeez. Never in his whole collegiate career, he's never run for that many yards. He set a new personal best <laughs> 135 <laughs> yards. Did y'all see, speaking of stats, according to Next Gen Stats, they like track, they tracked how much he ran in all of the game, including oh, I like did see this. all rushes and then when he, yeah. how much he ran before he threw it. He ran a total of 812 yards wow, traveled on that. Sunday. Holy Give cow. the man a ride. Good God. <laughs> yeah, get him off his feet for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, if he, I wonder if he's got somebody in his corner like Rocky had. Rock, you got you to gotta save the legs, Rock. You got to save the legs. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna stick right on that rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick right on with that thought of quarterbacks for my who we thought they were this week, and I'm gonna go with. And Tony touched on him a little bit ago, but Patrick Mahomes is is who we thought he was. You know, he loses he loses his, his he loses his. Okay, I'm just saying they lose their big running back with Kareem Hunt. We all know what happened. I think we're gonna get into that in just a second, a little bit more, but. Mahomes just once again, I, that defense sucks. I get that. And maybe that could be who we thought they were is their defense is atrocious. But Mahomes just week in and week out throws for four-plus touchdowns, 300-plus yards. Very I mean, it's been amazing to watch. And then this guy, uh, Scott Casimir on Twitter, he's an NFL writer, and he he pointed out this stat. Uh, games, uh, there's games of four-plus touchdowns, four touchdowns or more since 2004. Patrick Mahomes has seven. The Bills – Panthers, Bears, and Titans all have seven. The Browns and Cardinals are both at six. The Dolphins and Rams are both at five. 
And the Ravens have four, the Jets have three, and the 49ers have one game since 2004 of four or more touchdowns. And Mahomes has seven. Let me just go ahead and, for anyone who doesn't know, that's all this year. I mean, he's all done it just this year. That is incredible. Uh, uh, What's his total touchdowns right now? I think he's he's over 40. I think he just got to 40, 41 or something. He's over 40, I think. Brady's number is going to go down. Yeah, I, 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 yep. I never yeah. thought. I never thought. What was it? Fifty two. It was fifty. I think it was fifty, wasn't it? One. Fifty. Fifty one. So yeah. it was yeah. north of. God, 50. you're drinking the Kool Aid. No, man. I'm telling you, four games to go. And here's the thing that's going to help him. I, I, if we're talking about that record, he, if he, if he has three touchdown passes in the next four games, that's twelve. That's fifty two. If they lose to the Chargers. They're going to have to continue playing through week 17 and play all four of those games in, in order to keep either a one or a two seed if they lose to the Chargers. Uh, and so he's going to have to throw the ball. They're going to have to reset their game plan. They don't have that uh, that elusive back anymore. Maybe it changed up. But could you say that he's not going to throw three touchdown passes on average over the next four games? I mean, yeah, I think they we talked about their their running back a little bit, and then I also they they who knows how long Sammy Watkins is out. So now they're just working with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is the same team that started there. This is the Raiders that they got Ooh. four touchdowns on, guys. Yeah, no, they've I done agree. it against everyone. Yeah. They're going to everybody. Yeah, yeah, but this is a different team than it was a week yeah. ago. Yeah, but you brought up Sammy Watkins, Mister Bronco. The thing is, Chris Conley is actually doing a better job than Sammy Watkins was. This is a okay. The, the I guess guy the Raiders just stepped up, and that's kind of against. Well, he did it last the week before. It's just that okay. They seem to be able to plug and play, and and I'm not. I took them. You know, it's a big game against the Chargers next Thursday night, and, and just it's big. And if as long as they don't overlook to that game this weekend and get surprised such a huge game and that's the third huge game they've been a part of this year with the Patriots and the Rams and now this Chargers games and and man I I don't see how he doesn't break the record that's, that's I think you have a point they, they they could overlook the the like we talked about with the Ravens that Ravens is a tough team if they overlook okay. them to the Chargers I, I well I'll be interested to see what we'll, we'll see only time will tell whether whether maybe LJ's right and that was the Raiders and okay. they are a crappy team here's, but here's your prediction Two, five, three, and three touchdowns. Two, five, three, and three. Two touchdowns against the Ravens. Five <laughs> against the Chargers, and then finishes three and three for touchdowns. Okay, uh, you're wrong. They do, they, okay, go ahead. So <laughs> we we got to touch on it, and we mentioned a little bit the loss of Kareem Hunt and that the effect on that team. And if you we we shared our thoughts on the last pod, me pops and LJ, and I did want to give uh, you Uncle Tone a, a second to respond. You're you're kind of a, a resident Chiefs fan, at least I know your your son is a big yeah. Chief fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, after he got cut for that domestic violence issue, I just wanted to give you the floor for a second to tell, tell well, us your thoughts. Yeah, and, and the move to cut him is the right thing, and I, I do believe he'll probably be back in the NFL in tears. I think the NFL has learned from the Ray Rice incident and the Hardy incident. Uh, this kid's 23 years old. Uh, the, the three points I want to make, uh, one, uh, and you guys touched about domestic violence. You just It's just, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Yeah, but, yeah. The, the the one thing I want to say is uh, the, the first one uh, is, you, you know, that's here's a 23 year old kid who has probably never been taught right from wrong. What that that's wrong. And that's a societal thing. And, and I, I don't know how else to say it. I'm not trying to make this a, a racial issue or a poor versus rich issue. There's there's some folks right now that 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 type of behavior, there's no right, no wrong. And he does have some history with it. It there has been another report of him attacking a, a, a man. He got in a fight with a guy in January. So, that so now that's that's come cool. up. So mm-hmm. there's some there's a little bit of pattern there, but not knowing. And how do we get to kids like this who have a type of future to say, "Hey, man, understand what's going on, right from wrong." Uh, his college, his collegiate career. Uh, people take. He has a roommate. He travels with a team. He's got a coach that can come down on him. It's different than when you get into fell. And this brings me to my second point. And I think part of this belongs on the heads of the NFL. We're giving, and, and you can talk about it. We're giving these young kids millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Yeah. And they've never had the opportunity to mm. to, to to understand how to make these kind of decisions. I don't understand why. For all players under 25 years old, they don't have some type of mentor or buddy 
or somebody that says, look, Herm Edwards talks about it every year. Yeah. Don't leave this guy's side. We have invested $20 million, $10 million, $5 million, a million dollars. It doesn't matter. We've invested in this kid. He's made the roster. He's under 25. Follow him around. No, exactly. He's got to call you before he goes to bed at night. When he wakes up in the morning, you're going to watch him. That's your job. We're going to pay you $150,000 a year to watch this guy. And yeah, it's going to cost a lot of money, but how much money does the NFL make? It's ridiculous the amount of money the NFL yeah. is making. It's worth it just to, to get somebody or get some type of system involved to watch these kids, at least until they're 25 or 26, until they've had the opportunity to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And that. And then this is my final point. Damn it, you've got to pick a better entourage, man. Johnny Drama yeah. doesn't let this shit happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Johnny Drama doesn't let this shit yeah, happen. My man, my man E wouldn't have let this happen. Yeah. E doesn't let this happen. He, she doesn't get in the room. Uh, Kareem should have picked a better entourage. Man, I hey, Dr. Liff and I know you've got to understand, you've got to protect the moneymaker. And when it's five o'clock in the morning in New Orleans, Louisiana, by God, you're not leaving the moneymaker side. You're going to make sure the moneymaker gets home. I woke up with scratches on my legs and and a really bad headache. Not as much as Jim McGee, but by God, the moneymaker made it home. And you've got to have an entourage. You've got to do that. And you've got to have a trust system around you. And so anyway, that's my rant for that. I appreciate the time. Hey, uh, I want to say I agree with like 80% of what you say. I just wanted to to throw a little pushback on the he didn't know any better for, you know, whatever reason, the way he grew up or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I think that's baloney. But everything else you said, spot on. You're absolutely yeah. right. So yeah, I just want to throw I, that out there. And, and that's I, I, I certainly respect that opinion. I, I just, you know, watching mm-hmm. kids grow up. I've, I've been coaching youth baseball for a long time. I've seen kids yeah. come through. Man, you see them get dropped off. Mom's not there. Dad's not there. You just see it sure, coming. It's like, that. who are these guys? I mean, who are they looking up to? Who do they have an opportunity yeah. for somebody to tell them, hey, look, man, don't do that. And it, 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 that's just a tough situation. The problem is a lot of these really great athletes, they're brought up throughout high school and college, and they get people to pass failed tests like on in school, and they get they get babied, and then all of a sudden they get held accountable when they're older. Regardless, yeah. it, but – Regardless, that point you of never, like getting millions of dollars, you know, after having nothing. I mean, that's very valid. That's I've talked about that, with know, Johnny Manziel's yeah. downfall. I thought if someone would have thrown me millions yeah. of dollars and put me all over TV and let me go sit back, st- backstage with Drake and LeBron, I'd have probably got my head pretty big too. So yeah, money, yeah. the money's yeah. hard, and and I hate for him. I hope he learns from it. Grew up rich, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, moving yeah. on to our final segment of our the game we play. Uh, we'll go into the playoffs, and since I'll keep mine short, since we I missed last week, I'll throw two for you. The uh, fighting Hugh Jacksons, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm crossing <laughs> them off the list because I just and I've also I read a report that the owner's not leaning towards firing Marvin Lewis. I think Marvin Lewis sticks around another freaking oh. year unless they try to move him to GM or something. How do you fire him at this point? What is the what is the thing that causes yeah. you to fire Marvin Lewis? What pushed him <laughs> over the edge now? You know, yeah. He is who we thought he was. I think he resigns. I, I think he's going to pull a, uh, the Ohio well, State I've heard, name and resign. I've heard that he might, he might kind of – it's like <laughs> yeah, a, a mutual agreement where – where he moves into a management position and resigns yeah. from coaching, and but yeah. then that allows him to kind of handpick the next coach, which, as y'all mentioned, on he, has a, he has a buddy. <laughs> he has a buddy on the staff named Hugh. But we'll, either way, and then the other team I'm crossing off the list is a team a lot of people may have watched on Monday night. Regretfully, they're the the Redskins. I'm crossing them off. There's no shot anymore. They had the NFC East wrapped up. It's funny how four weeks can change. The Cowboys were dead in the rights. Eagles people forgot about, and they were a Super Bowl hangover. And the Redskins just needed to win, like, go 500 the remainder of the season. They lose three straight. Now their quarterback, they have had terrible luck. I feel real bad for Colt McCoy. That that sucks. Yeah. He can break his yeah. leg. And yeah. Props to was, Mark Sanchez for uh, reviving the butt fumble. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah. I, um, and, but no, yeah. and and I think that that's interesting, Kevin, because I was just thinking that's probably the third time on our list of people that aren't making the playoffs that we've cut somebody because they lost a quarterback. And so, you know, I'm all about like the quarterback is overrated, but like every week that somebody goes down, one of us is like, yep, they're out, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I just think the Redskins, Redskins in general, I, the Redskins as an organization, I think is a joke. I, 
I read Mark Zuckerman, who yeah. covers them for the Washington for Washington, said that for the 27th consecutive year, the Redskins will not win 11 games. Every other franchise in the NFL has done it at least once in that span. I, and then the whole how oblivious they are to the the Reuben Foster signing, and they said they talked to all the yeah. Alabama players on the roster, and then those guys said we didn't. And then Bruce Allen had the audacity to tell Lisa Salters on the Monday Night Crew that they did their own investigation into Reuben Foster. Yeah. But then we heard that they didn't even talk to the Tampa Bay police on what happened before he got yeah. cut. It's just, I think they're a joke of a franchise, uh, and sometimes it sucks being a Cowboys fan, but at least we're not a Redskins fan. I will throw that <laughs> out there. Yeah, I, there's no way that if the Redskins don't make the playoffs this year, that Snyder, he's going to clean house. There's just no doubt about it, in my opinion. Jake, uh, yeah. I think Gruden is gone. Uh, the uh, Bruce Allen is gone. He's going to clean house if they don't make the playoffs. Hello, right, Jerry, Pops. did you hear that, Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, did you hear that? Speaking of not making the playoffs, Pops, who you, who are you crossing off the list this week? Well, I had it to two teams, but uh, I'm going to cross off Atlanta, and they've got their starting quarterback. They didn't lose a quarterback. They have an all-pro quarterback, but they can't win a freaking game. And they got beat last <laughs> well, that week offense has their offense has been okay, but they hadn't been quite the same since Shanahan left. It's, well, it's and they not can't quite stop. Been, of course, they lost to was it Tampa Bay? I think that beat them this week, wasn't it? Which is the number one offense. No, Tampa in the beat NFL. Carolina. Tampa beat oh, Carolina. Was it Tampa beat Carolina? Well, who yeah. was it beat Atlanta? They, uh, oh. The lowly uh, do, it was, do do It was somebody lowly. That's uh, I was switching back and forth on that game. I didn't watch it until I saw that Atlanta was, it? was beat. Actually, I did take that game. <laughs> was Atlanta it the was Ravens? Did the Ravens half. beat them? Yeah, it was the Ravens. Uh, was it? Atlanta it was, was a home a, favorite, two and a half, and I the took lowly it. Ravens. No, it wasn't the I lowly the Ravens because I. <laughs> but but Atlanta, Atlanta. It's, yeah. The other was Green Bay, and they'll be probably my pick next week. But we'll, and we need to talk about Mike McCarthy in a little bit, but. Atlanta's going to be who's not making the playoffs. All right, El, who, who are you crossing off the list? I got to give us two. So uh, I'm also going to – I'm just going to stick with everybody that Hugh Jackson's ever touched. And so the Browns the Browns will not make it, and uh, the Cincinnati Bagels without uh, A.J. Green aren't going to make it. So I, pretty uh, I, easy. I love it. Pretty easy pick. Hugh Jackson so, effect. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the opposite of a green thumb. Whatever that man touches organization-wise, it, yeah. just, it just dies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tone, who are you crossing off? The San Francisco 49ers. Because uh, um, they only got two wins, number one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> bold. Well, another bold move by yeah. Uncle Tony. Well, they're I'll close in that one. division. Yeah. Tony, I hate to tell you, <laughs> yeah, you've you already think? picked them, buddy. Oh, have I? Okay. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. I've already picked them. Well, good. Yeah, you picked them in uh, week seven. <laughs> you were smart, smart a long time ago. Well, look at me go. I was going to pick Cincinnati. I've already picked Cincinnati. Uh, I don't think you pick Cincinnati. I don't see him on. I'll here. pick Cincinnati. Uh, I've got you free guy. for Cincinnati. That is a hot mess. And uh, how yeah. it is? It is. Yeah, a hot you've mess. got Dalton gone. Well, and, you've got Green gone. I, I, when I watched that game, I saw the numbers with Green in and with Green out, and it's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's like uh, an extra two hundred yards a game, and it's like you know three extra wins per every five games yeah. or something. It's ridiculous yeah. the it's difference tough. Green makes on that team. Yeah, it's tough. And I will say, you know when a team is done, just to get back to the 49ers, you know when a team is done, when they take a healthy RB1 out of the lineup to let Jackie Wilson Jr., or whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> run the football, an undrafted free agent out of Wakamaka or wherever he's out of, to see if he can <laughs> see if he can run the football. That's when you know you're done. Next thing you know, they'll they'll be They'll be trotting Jerry Rice out there to say, well, we want him to play one game. So, anyway, yeah, they were done. So, yeah, the Bengals are done. And, and, uh, all right, Pops. Well, you brought it up a second ago, and I'm sure they'll be crossed off a lot of lists this week. I think they would have been on my list. Just, I was just crossing off like LJ, anything Hugh Jackson's touching. But, uh, (laughs) Mike McCarthy is now out as the as the Green Bay Packers head coach. I think the writing was, Kind of on the wall. We knew this was probably coming. It's a little bit of a shocker to see it done, uh, a la Brett Bielema at Arkansas, fired right after the game on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> what It seemed like a ton of people were – like a ton of ex-coaches were shocked by this and said that he should have gotten better. What – I'll just toss to you, Dad. What, what were your thoughts on the firing of Mike McCarthy? The only the only thought I really had, he needed to go, but I think McCarthy has been a, a, a pretty good to that franchise, and I think he deserved to finish out the year. What difference does it make? I just don't think they should Agreed. have fired him in the middle of the year like that. He's not. Agree. He's not a Hugh Jackson, you know, or 
or uh, probably any number of coaches I could probably think of. Let the guy finish out the year, fire him at the end of the year and and start over. It's not like you're going to get somebody in that's going to make Aaron Rodgers amazing and we're going to make the playoffs. So I just thought the way they handled it was was wrong. Uh, It needed to happen. It just the timing is. I think to to your point, I think maybe I usually like we've mentioned before, and I know LJ's big on this and I'm in agreement. Almost every time, I don't like firing the coach midseason. Just let it finish out and do it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they are, they said that they were con- seriously considering Joe Philbin, who has some ties with Aaron Rodgers, been there a while, and they said they're seriously considering him for the head coaching job. So maybe if you do want to kind of give him a little three week, four week run to see what he'll be like as a head coach, maybe I get it. But for the most part, I'm in agreement. Mike McCarthy, for whatever's gone wrong there, he's they've been to the playoffs a lot, and maybe a lot of it is due to Aaron Rodgers, and I think it is. But still. You, I don't think you're getting ahead of anybody by firing him four weeks earlier. Just let him finish out the year. Wasn't Philbin the guy that was at Miami a couple of years ago? He left Green Bay yes, to go so. to Miami. And, it, and he was thoroughly unimpressive at Miami, I remember. Agreed. I think he was on hard knocks Agreed. one year, and he impressed me about yeah. as much as Hugh Jackson did. So he is I'm a, just not sold on Joe Philbin. But he is a down-to-earth, why-is-this-guy-coaching-football kind of guy. I mean, <laughs> he, I, I think he could probably be the defensive coordinator for Georgia Polytechnic. You know, I, he's just <laughs> he, he's just one of those guys that gets on and you look at Joe Philbin and you think, okay, yeah, where where's he got the chitlins? You know, it's just terrible. So, but he's interestingly not about Mike Wait McCarthy. Nice. Interestingly, I I think if you look back and and. Uh, I, everybody has Andy Reid in a nice light and a, and a good light now. But if you look back at when Andy Reid got fired at Philadelphia and where Mark McCarthy yeah. is now, their records and their playoff history, it's pretty similar. And I think maybe McCarthy, he'll land. I think he'll land right on his feet, probably have a job next year. I've heard the Browns are rumored. Uh, maybe he just needed whatever it was between him and Aaron Rodgers just didn't work. And you, Not if Bruce Jeff, Arians doesn't take it. Yeah. And Jeff Saturday talked about it in that when, when Rodgers was younger – they, that McCarthy would uh, give him the call and Rodgers would roll his eyes during the play or during the huddle. And now that Rodgers is even older, you just can't have your your star, your veteran, the guy, the leader in the locker room clashing heads with your head coach. Yeah. And I think it's it's one of those things, sometimes it's best for a marriage to end. And I think for both Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and McCarthy, it's just better that they get part their yeah. separate ways. And you know, they'll probably I, both be better I did for it. I want to say, Kevin, I've heard a lot of rumblings that Aaron Rodgers is not the easiest guy to play for or play with. And I mean, he's supremely talented. There is no doubt. Well, it's about almost it. like yeah. coaching LeBron but, James. You know, when you're when you're coaching the best player, the pressure falls on the coach. When a lot more often, and that, that's tough. With that's you. tough to coach. McCarthy, with. He's, yeah. he's going to fall on his feet. He'll have another job. I think yeah. next year. Yeah. He's he's a good yeah. coach. It just they needed a change in Green yeah. Bay. There are some so, interesting yeah. uh, job openings right now between yeah. the the Browns with as, as Pops mentioned last week, a ton of talent on the Browns roster. And then the Packers, I mean, you might have the best quarterback in the NFL. There's some interesting openings that if I'm a coach, I'm at least going to throw my hat in the ring. Yeah, Obviously, I, they're not considering Kevin, but uh, yeah, there's two <laughs> yeah, things. They two might have to, but yeah, two things about this McCarthy firing. Uh, yeah, you bring up Joe Philbin, and they are looking at him. Uh, and one of the stats that I saw is Aaron Rodgers' best statistical year was 2011, and that was when Joe Philbin was the offensive coordinator. Uh, So he's obviously comfortable with Philbin and what he does. Um, And then the second thing is, I I call this the Nolan Richardson. You know, McCarthy said two weeks ago after his the loss, he said, I just need to coach better. You know, don't ever, ever say anything about your coaching. Nolan Richardson said, if they want my job, they can have my job. I'm coaching. Don't ever say anything about, oh, well, I just needed to coach better. Don't do it. And that he said it, that just gives you an air of, man, this guy has lost his confidence. You can't have a guy who's not a leader leading a team. And that statement, I need to coach better, just, just, I, when he said that, I thought, man, he, and, and it happened sooner or later. It would have been nice to have the respect for him to be able to, um, you know, to, to, to move all the way through and get through the season and then be gone. But they want to take a look at Philbin. They want to get a head start on something else. And, you know, I, Jerry Jones was lambasted by the way he got rid of Tom Landry. And, I, you know, what are you going to do? He's got an interesting candidate that I could see maybe that I'm pulling this a little. I've, I've heard maybe a few other people. I thought it, but you mentioned Urban Meyer retired at Ohio State. Last time Urban Meyer retired Ugh. from a program, he fell right on his feet. 
Urban Meyer and Aaron Rodgers would be an interesting combination. Oh, I, I, uh, just throwing that out there. I tell you what, <laughs> I wonder. I, Urban Myers probably has to take more psychedelic drugs than any other college football coach in the country. Have you ever noticed <laughs> that? This guy is worried about everything. I mean, you know, he left Florida because they found him in a fetal position in his office, right? Just like, I can't deal with this. And so he has a tough time. Maybe not a few. I don't. I don't want to slander anybody. <laughs> Let me back that up. Hannah, if you could give me a disclaimer on that. But he he left Florida because of a panic attack. He's leaving Ohio State because he can't handle the pressure. So, hey, good for him. I, I wish I could retire with $20 million. In it. Fuck, I'd have been out five years ago. Man, I'd be playing golf on the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I'd, I'd have my house in Aspen. I'd have my cabin down on the Little River. Dude, I'd be I'd be having a great time. But well, let uh, me ask you, know, you this, Tony: yeah. Would you hire a guy that's quit two jobs because he couldn't handle the pressure? No, no, no way. I'm hiring. Well, not guy. in the professional. Can I, can I throw something I else out there? Though I think not in the NFL. Yeah, I think that uh, college football is more pressure coaching than pro football, in my opinion. Mm, I, I don't, don't think so. Because I, that's I, I think a, I agree. Why do you think that? Well, I uh, first off, recruiting eighteen-year-olds to try to do what you well, need them to do on a daily basis instead yeah. of having veterans in the locker room that can lead you um, in that sense. And then also uh, the buck does not, I mean, the buck stops at the head coach in the college football game. Whereas you have coordinators, you can blame things on in, in the pro football game. And you've also well, got quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers as opposed college to football whoever's fans a 22 year old this year. While I love college vicious. football fans, they are vicious fanatics and it's tough yeah. and you lose a couple of games and all of a sudden they want you out. Yeah. Yeah, to back LJ up on that, I, I agree with him. If you're a top five or top ten program, there's probably more money in Alabama than there is at the Patriots. I mean, if you think about the boosters, yeah. that is a yeah. pressure job. Yeah. And yeah. then everybody yeah. trying to – Auburn, Clemson, uh, I, you name any of those folks, Ohio State, Michigan, there's a lot of pressure there. I agree with that. Now, I yeah. disagree with the point of it's harder to – to, to give scholarships to 25 players and try to get six of them to be really good than having seven or eight draft picks and trying to get those guys to be good. I think it's tougher to to get talent in the NFL than it is to, to, to recruit. Yeah, but you don't have but, to, in the NFL, you don't have to go to somebody's house. You just say, like, you're on my team now instead of going to somebody's right. house and trying to convince their grandma that they should well, that's true. Uh, come well, to your side. Hell, if Nick Saban walked into my house right now, I'd go play for him. <laughs> well, well keep, hold your breath because he might be coming soon. He might be coming. Yeah, do you still have? Do you still? I think we all still have eligibility, right? We <laughs> yeah. talked about that yeah. like a month and a half ago or something. Every, but everybody but Keith Smith, he's already tried out. He he got cut, so we're all good. <laughs> all right, L. Uh, before we before we wrap this sucker up and put a bow on it, did you have anything you wanted to add for this week? Well, I just wanted to throw in that uh, we almost saw my favorite penalty in all of football uh, this week. It's the palpably unfair act. Did you guys, did you see anything about this? What? What? Say that in the what? Okay. The palpably unfair act. Okay. So what happens here is there's this rule that essentially says, for the most part, if the opposing team does something that is not in the rule book, but like clearly a penalty, <laughs> then the refs can basically do whatever the hell they want. So like an example of this is like, I think it was the 54 cotton bowl where some dude runs in and tackles some guys. He's running down the sideline and it should have been a touchdown. So there's so not the a clear penalty in the NFL that. rules. Right. So okay. the refs could have awarded him a touchdown for that play. <laughs> um, and so we almost saw it this week. We were so oh close. Oh my gosh. The, the, the Charger Steelers game, they could have just awarded them three points instead of making them kick it another time had he missed it. <laughs> yeah, that is great. Really? I did not know that was that's, a rule, and now I really right. want to see this that rule is a done. Great pull. That's right. The, the, the three, spec- three offsides calls. You're yeah. right. Well, because, yeah. The the way okay so just for the listeners that didn't see the game potentially I I don't know why you're listening to this I guess but uh <laughs> if if you didn't see the game the the Steelers uh were trying to make sure that the Chargers couldn't win the game with a field goal and so they jump the snap and uh the kick is missed so they move it up five yards Offsides. the Steelers jump the snap and the kick is missed again uh, because yeah, of a block, block this time so they get to move up five yards and do it again. And then they jump the snap so well that he actually flies by the kicker (laughs) instead of of blocking the. (laughs) Um, And so what the rules specifically states is when you break a rule so many times in a row uh, 
to try to give yourself an advantage, the refs can warn you <laughs> once and then and then award what they expect the outcome should have been the next time. So they could have warned that them the second been time. Fantastic. And if they would have just points. said, all right, oh Chargers, you get three points. This is ridiculous. We're going home. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's also, by the way, uh, and then Big Ben would have been on the Pittsburgh radio this morning just complaining. (laughs) I don't understand. That rule also has the answer to one of my favorite quandaries I've ever had um, in football is what happens. So you lose when you're too close to the goal line, you you give up half the distance to the goal, right? Right. And so I've always wondered what happens when you get like so small of a number that it's like, okay, so here's a quarter of a yard. All right, here's an eighth of a yard. Here's a sixteenth of a yard. Well, apparently, according to the palpably unfair act, you can just give them the touchdown at some that point. That is Just incredible. once you decide it's negligible. Yeah. So we almost saw it, and I just wanted to bring that up and share it with the world. Wow. Anyway, that's all. Can I mention real quick? I love LJ comes through with some awesome stuff. I've never heard of this rule, but now <laughs> I'm rooting sweet. for it to be called so bad. <laughs> that's a great I word. want to bring up on on that on yeah. that game when they went off sides three times. I, it, I don't understand the part of that. I get what you're saying about the Steelers doing it over and over again, but the rest, if you watch that game, the rest didn't call us. They one, they missed that false start, which was the second time the Chargers mm-hmm. got touchdown mm-hmm. off a no blatant doubt. false yeah. start. Yeah. That thing yeah. was so blatant. That guy was took two steps before the play started. And then the rest of the game, they were letting <laughs> I don't know if it was a makeup call, but the Steelers were jumping snaps the rest of that game. And it looked like they were close a lot on offsides. Yeah. And they weren't yeah. calling anything. And they weren't calling any false – basically the line judges let them do whatever they want. And then all of a sudden, on the last play of the game – and then if you go look it up, interestingly, that San Diego Chargers long snapper is twitching the ball and makes them jump. And I, I remember mm. some team in Dallas ah, did ooh. that and got and got penalized oh. and lost the game for it. It's yeah. just – Yeah. It's just uh. wild what gets called. And then someone pointed out on Twitter, a former uh, player for – I think it was the Browns pointed out that – this guy is known for this, and he brought it up to a ref during their game, and the ref was like, "Nope, it's not enough to call." But this guy's known for twitching the ball to try to get you to jump. It's just, just interesting to me. Huh. Yeah, I always thought when they were doing it. Well, when they were doing that, I really thought that Tomlin was screwing with the refs to say, "I know I'm gonna lose this game, <laughs> but y'all lost it for me back in the third quarter. Screw you, screw you, yeah. screw." You. Yeah. He's looking at him like, "What do you want me to do? Call offsides? Yeah, you son of a bitch." Call that it. is that call was it. absolutely <laughs> ridiculous that they missed yeah. that false start. That was so uh, blatant. That, was. I mean, that cost was, me. That cost me forty seven dollars yeah. on my bookie. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> if they don't score that touchdown, the Steelers cover. Gosh, dog, man, come on! <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, LJ, what were you? What yeah. were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of long snappers, uh, the, the, so I think Tony was writing, I think you called out the 49ers this week, right? Or no, you called him out many times now. Uh, but their <laughs> long snapper was suspended for 10 games. So, you know, I think if anybody didn't have them now without that long snapper, they're done. for 10 games for PED. 10 games. I don't even know why. Probably. That's the only thing I can imagine. What the, but what the hell does a long snapper need? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, you well, you got to make sure those you're fingers just, like, are strong. Stand up yeah. quick enough. <laughs> come on, man. That's a that's you're a trying to make sure nobody on, jumps man. over you. That's your job. You suspended ten games <laughs> for PEDs, and you're a long snapper. <laughs> come on, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, Dad and Tony, y'all talked about how Quentin Nelson and that offensive line for the the Colts has become fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and the, the yelling. And I, y'all mentioned that he doesn't get sacked much. I, there's this crazy stat from earlier this year where Luck went 214 straight passes without being sacked, which was the longest streak since 1991, which was actually previously held. I don't know who this is. Maybe y'all know of him. Mark Rippian of the Redskins. Mark Rippian, yeah. Rippian. Yeah. 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 Well, before <laughs> – but what, what's more interesting is Bowl. that – What's more interesting that Luck went 214, which is incredible. That's a long streak, especially for a guy who, if you remember earlier, just two years ago, they couldn't keep the guy upright. He was getting killed right left out. and right. Absolutely. But the person that held that record prior to Mark Rippon was someone you may have heard of named Dan Daniel Marino for the Miami Dolphins. Daniel Marino. And listen to this crap. It's still the longest streak ever of not being sacked. He went 759 straight passes without Jeez. being sacked. So I went and looked. I was like, that is so long. How many games is that? He was sacked on September 25th, 1988, and his next sack wasn't until October 29th, 1989. A whole calendar year without being sacked. Holy crap. 
Why the hell wow. did he have so many knee surgeries then? Jeez, a peak. I guess wow. that has to do with <laughs> his crazy. really quick release. Isn't he known for having a really oh, yeah. quick release, oh, yeah. I guess? Quickest, yeah. yeah. Quickest, yes. almost a, yeah, quickest of all time. That Since was just incredible through. that he went a calendar year, over a calendar year without yeah. being without a sack. A sack. That wow. is wild. Wow. That's crazy. I just y'all that mentioned that offensive crazy. line and how they've done so much better, and I just I had to share that with you guys. And and y'all were Pops was killing. I don't know if I have a job much longer as y'all y'all kind of claim me as the host and Pops was well, he was yeah. killing hey. the host and stats. I mean it was amazing. <laughs> hey, you should have seen the I'm t- I mean the steam coming out of his ears trying to keep up though. <laughs> I, hey, as I said to close that podcast, um, as good as he was once, but. What? How did that happen? <laughs> oh, he's, good once. he's not as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. Oh, so, I, 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 I'm telling you, man. Oh, maybe twice. I think I'm telling you, we know the line of secession now. Maybe if Kevin twice. has to drop out, we maybe know who's twice. number number two. So <laughs> we we know. <laughs> It's it's just the big old number two. I've always said I'm the shit. I think the saying that Tony was throwing out there may be able to uh, work for both of them. I'm not as good as I want, but I'm good All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. I was got we got all the guys back on it. It was fun. Uh, The train's getting a little bit off the tracks here, so we'll we'll call it a day. All right. Thanks for listening, and make sure you subscribe. Peace out. Peace out. Peace. My bookie, my bookie, my bookie. My bookie.ag. All right. Okay, so. I put the wrong thing. I meant to play this. Oh. Yes, sir. DJ Funkenstein. Dr. Funkenstein has some stuff for you here now. So, first of all. He's got him in vinyl, too. He can't just email it to you. you got to go to vinyl. Hold on. I don't know if you can see this. Let me get my Big Chief Indian pad out. Big Chief Indian I heard that. Kev, I got this committed to memory, dude. Got Big Chief. Big Chief Indian pad. And the number two pencil. You gotta follow with the number two pencil or it doesn't count. Alright. The bar case. You got to have some bar case. There's no funk without the Memphis funk. Proposition is one of the best albums. She talks to me with her body. You gotta get that track, man. She talks to me with her body. It's awesome. Okay. Next one, bar case. Night cruising. Pretty cool. That's got hit and run. That's hit the barcase I know. Yeah. yeah. Hit, hit and run. Hey, hey, it's time for the all barcase radio. Oh, okay. okay. Look out for the funky snippet coming later this week.